podcast. What is up, Hackstab Slash? Welcome back. Today starts off season two. Uh, please hit that subscribe button if you listen to any of us. Um, that would help us so much, help us grow. So let's go, let's grow. And we're starting off with our first theme month. We are kicking off with Werewolf Month. Uh, we're going to have a whole new set of list of movies this season. Going to do some stuff different. Hopefully do some stuff better. But today, we're starting with Werewolves Within. Within Waterboy picked that movie. Waterboy, kicking it over to you. Why did you pick this movie? Let's go. So, I mean, I've seen a number of werewolf movies, and I just was randomly looking through all of them when we were trying to do our pick. And I saw a picture of this one that I had not seen. It was a recent one. But the reason why, I saw a postal worker in this. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I got, I got to do this. If it's got a postal worker, I got to do this. And so doing it... Werewolves Within, it's a horror comedy about a park ranger being transferred to the town of Beaverton, where things are a little out of the ordinary. Just a little bit. A little bit. A little little weird. A little weird. All right, fellas. Welcome back to 2021, where we are going to see Werewolves Within. A proposed, you know, gas pipeline has creative divisions within a small town of Beaverfield, when a snowstorm traps its residents together inside the local inn, newly arrived Ranger Forest, Forest Ranger, Ranger Forest, a forest within a ranger. His name is Finn and a postal worker who has no stationary events named Cecily. Uh, Dude, I try to keep the peace. Yeah, I, I literally, 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 right there. How, literally. how does she not get any stationary events? Dude? Right, She's right stationary there. like 85 percent of the time. But they must try to keep the peace and uncover the truth behind a mysterious creature that has begun terrorizing the community. And guys, you know something? That's just not nice. All right. It's freaking okay to be nice. Did you know that? I, okay. I know that. It is okay to be nice. <laughs> we get opening credits and we see uh, a phrase listening is where love begins, listening to ourselves and then our neighbors. A quote by Mr. Rogers. Guys, this music behind it was so dreadful that I was like, "How do you pair it up with a Mister Rogers quote?" It was it was an odd it was an odd pairing. That was yeah, I was not expecting that. All right, we open now to a man giggling at his phone as he guiltily looks down, playing with his wedding ring. We hear some uh, something making noises within the tree line, and then he gets attacked. And as he's pulled away, screaming, we cut to Finn who's screaming along with a tape and chanting balls, balls, balls to get him amped up. Headed to the local inn now, Mr. Wheeler interrupts a conversation between Mrs. Uh, Mr. Parker as he's trying to sell the pipeline to Mrs. Sherman. Not like physically sell the pipeline, but like get her to buy in so he can build it. Janine struggles bringing up Finn's luggage as Cecily, the male person, not male man, she is a male person, tells Janine that she's needed in the cafe and Cecily offers to show Finn around town. She shares some hot Beaverfield gossip, guys. Do you want some hot Beaverfield gossip? (laughs) Cecily tells him that Mrs. Sherman's husband met a woman at a bar and they ran off to Belize. Guys, I heard Belize sucks this time of year. They make their way around town now as Cecily shows Finn the locals. Devin and Joaquin, who run the local yoga studio, they're like an ex-city, nature-loving, millionaire power couple. Gwen, 
the local pissed off mechanic and high as fuck Marcus. She's had way too much soda, guys, and she even uses the wrench as a uh, a duck. Quack quack. Alex Duck. And then we meet Stephen King's very own Trish. She gives Finn uh, a soap bottle angel, and she also laughs like a seagull. Did you guys notice that? <laughs> Her laugh was very interesting. It, I could I could not <laughs> stand it. And then what, what was it? Her husband or her boyfriend, whatever he was, I'm gonna call him creepy ass Pete, who <laughs> tries to tickle Cecily and salutes with the wrong hand. Never the like, left hand, man. Don't do it. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, my my kind of man. Uh, on their way to the outskirts of town, they uh, they see Sam Parker's pipeline totem, and it looks like a big duck and balls that shoots fire. Cecily asks Finn to bring up a package to Mr. Flint as they approach on his property. Flint scares the ever-living shit out of Finn, who comes running down the driveway screaming, He's heavily armed, and he's not the neighborly type! Finn and Cecily now go into town for lunch. She tells Finn she's got full access to Kitchen Kingdom because she brings their packages in during the winter. I, uh, that song, guys, I saw the sign, starts playing. And let me tell you, this is where I fell head over heels in love with Cecily. Any woman who can <laughs> dance like that, let me, let me tell you, my kind of girl. She uh, starts playing on the jukebox. Finn and Cecily now have some small talk about why Finn got transferred. And uh, actually about his ex-girlfriend, who he's not broken up with, but through conversation, they realize that he is actually broken he actually up with. is broken up. <laughs> three and, reasons, uh, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cecily then uh, throws a curveball and just asks him if he wants to do something violent. So they begin throwing axes. After some awkward bonding and some uh, sweet 90s romantic music playing in the background, Finn has the worst timing in the world because his phone rings right before he's about to share a kiss with Cecily. It's the worst timing ever. And who would be on the other end of that phone line mm. than Finn's ex? I believe her name is Charlotte. She's actually just calling him because she's pissed that she needs him and his physical AAA card. <laughs> Trish is now letting her dog out to go to the bathroom. And something just snatches that little fucker right off the leech. I believe his name was Chachi. She's now screaming at the top of her lungs about a monster. She's doing this in the middle of the inn. How you get from her house to the inn overnight about a dead dog blows my mind. She teleports, guys. She she doesn't need to walk anywhere. She teleports. Finn now walks into this mess and is just absolutely confused. And we meet Dr. Ellis, who sneaks up behind him to introduce herself. Cecily shows up and also informs them that the power is out everywhere marcus and gwen also show up and they let them know the only road in and out of town is now blocked by snow finn heads into town and finds something has just absolutely torn into these generators and every time he sees it guys all he says is heavens to betsy heavens to betsy heavens to betsy heavens to betsy on his way back, Finn discovers a dead body under the porch at the inn. He tells the group they're snowed in, the generators are gone, and hey guys, there's a dead body outside. They lose their minds. Mrs. Sherman is losing her ever-loving mind as she finds out this dead body is actually her husband, the man from the opening scenes. 
Dr. Ellis gets smart, though. She goes down and she takes some samples from the body. She pulls up what looks to be a hair strain. She says she's going to go test it. She disappears. Dr. Ellis gives me very weird vibes through this whole movie. I don't. Do you guys feel that way about Dude, her? I was I was calling her to be the worst. I was so first. confused, like half the time. Yeah, I was like, is this person the worst? I was so confused, like just very odd. All right. Cecily and Finn head up to Flint's place to try and come up with a plan to catch the wild animal that's been causing mayhem. Their walk to Flint's is also filled with more awkwardness and and just faint uh faint apologies about what had gone on and how he answered the phone. For his ex-girlfriend it was just it was just so weird and cecily just calls him out the whole time and it's i i i couldn't even take notes on it it's just absolutely awkward but the group is now bickering right. back at the end uh dr ellis promises to figure out what killed janine's husband and now we get cecily and finn arriving at flint's cabin flint opens the door covered head to toe in blood and cleaning a knife and asking if there's something he wants to share with them and tell him what happened to his generator. Did you guys know that Cecily is also in a punk band? Like in a real punk band called the Megalodons because the lead singer's name was Meg. Meg. Oh my gosh, dude. Dude, I was like already so excited. I'm like, oh my God, there's a postal worker here and now there's like punk uh, references. You know, oh I like gosh. that. With, in a werewolf movie, I like my head was going to explode. Jesus, dude. What'd you guys think about these opening scenes? It, I go ahead, Waterboy. I was going to say it's it's not it's not a slow burner. I mean, we we get caught out like right at, right at the beginning um, with the first scene. Um, I, I will say it's a, there's a lot of like random fluff and stuff like that. Um, it moves slow right after that scene. But the comedy keeps you in there, so it's yeah. it's it's more so like you're 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 banking on that comedy for so far for this beginning. Yeah, and I love like the town people are so ridiculous. Like I couldn't even take notes on half the stuff too because so there was just so many stupid one liners that were hilarious. Like when the storm was coming in, and they're like, "We're storm fucked." Oh yeah, storm fucked. I'm like, that's like the coolest saying ever. Storm like fucked. next time the storm's coming, I'm gonna say, "Oh shit, we're storm fucked." And when they're like, oh, my God, like a monster got it. Or it could be a coyote or a possum. Ooh, a possum. Those are scary. Like, there's just so many, like, silly one-liners. Like, the town <laughs> people are so over the top, so ridiculous. And I never mind. I love werewolves. I love that there was a postal person in it. I love that she was in a punk band. Just, um, yeah, a lot going on. Your dog only barked I, at Jews and brown people. Yeah, like, so yes. many one lot. Like, there's so much crazy dialogue going on in this. Oh, my gosh. Dude. I, I just love the way they build the characters through comedy. So, yeah. like, when you get this slow burn in the beginning, like, you get comedy that's character building. Like, Finn, homie is listening to a, a tape that's supposed to make him, like, a, a what? A, a more manly man. But yeah. it's narrated by a woman who's, like, breathing and just scream, balls, 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 balls. <laughs> and then to boot, dude, he's driving a PT Cruiser, oh, which yeah. is one of the most, like, no offense to anyone, because I, I do have a friend that loves PT Cruises, but it feels like one of the more emasculating cars, like that a man shouldn't drive. Like you see newer buggies, you wouldn't picture a man in a buggy. No. And then, like just just or the or whole like section with Gwen stroking the wrench, and you know Marcus getting out high as a kite, running around being like Marcus. she's had way too much soda. And then when he meets Trish or Tish or whatever the hell her name is, 
And she's like, I want to make a craft store with my pipeline money. Yeah. He has this soap bottle angel. And he's like, oh, thank you. And she's like, you can come by anytime. I'll make you a Christmas tree or a Kwanzaa tree. You look like you celebrate Kwanzaa. I'll make you a Kwanzaa tree. And he's like, that's not real. Stop. (laughs) So many. Yeah. Like that. There's just so much ridiculous. Awesome. Like one liners. Town is nuts. Town is nuts. Literally. Oh, my God. All right, Waterboy, you're up, buddy. All right. So inside the cabin, uh, we got Finn and Cecily. They question Emerson about the beast and if he can kill it for him. Finn gives a good speech to try and get him to say yes to hunting the beast down. Uh, he says, be more like Mr. Rogers, a good neighbor. Back at the hotel, all residents are questioning each other on what's going on and why. They think it's Emerson who had sabotaged all the generators and the town. Finn notices Chachi's collar on the mantle, and they immediately try to leave, struggling to open the door, and Emerson opens the door for them. (laughs) Heading back to the hotel, they open up with saying Emerson killed Chachi, with Pete saying, yay, they finally have closure, and celebrates with a bottle of wine and touching Gwen's ass. (laughs) Painting over to Janine. Don't touch my wife's ass! (laughs) Panning over to Janine, sobbing over the picture of her lost husband, we see a hand come up and scare the shit out of her. It's Dr. Ellis, and she's compared the hair samples, and they are a match from both her husband and Chachi. It's a canine, but she's still unsure. Night comes, and everybody is wondering sleeping arrangements. Safety in numbers. Ben asks, who's packing? I am. (laughs) Yes, sir, America. And everybody raises their guns. Even Trisha. Oh, God, I would not trust her with the gun. <laughs> this Emerson guy wants to come down this mountain and eat our asses and fuck our skulls. Not happening tonight because, Pam, Pam, I'm up in this shit. Dude, I fucking <laughs> love him so much. I love Marcus through this whole movie. Dude, he's ridiculous. So funny. And I'm sleeping with my wife unless someone prefers my gun stays in somebody else's room. Yeah. Cecily, do you have protection? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the only thing that would have made that scene so much better is if he was there, like, you know, guns a metaphor for my uh, my duck. Uh, so we get locking scenes initiating for the whole hotel. Growling ensues as we pan over to Pete with the wolf dragging him out of the bed, and we see his hand missing, all its digits. And he was shot by Gwen, probably personal from that ass touching earlier. <laughs> right. Uh Dr. Ellis only appearing again for the sample. The test shows inconclusive to a DNA match in the system. Dr. Ellis shoots through the door, saying that one of them could be it, with coming to realization that they are dealing with a lycanthrope or a werewolf. Sam going in the other door, gunshots go off, and he comes out of the room with Dr. Ellis having killed herself, so we think, with being more afraid of what was coming. Double-checking everything again, being locked up. Everyone, shut your damn whore mouths and listen to this. Doquam explaining his notes, pointing towards the werewolf. When I was a kid, you my call dad... You Joquam? I was just saying, who the hell was Joquam? I don't know, dude. That's it. That's that's how I pronounced it when I wrote it down. Damn it, Joquam. Is that Joquam? Joquam? I gotta let you run with it. Oh, my God. My nose, I call him Joaquin. What's his name? Joaquin. All right. So, all right. 
Oh my god, Joe Quam. I wait, I wrote Stop. it out Joe. I wrote it out Joe and then Quam after that, so that's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, close enough, Hold at least. At you, least can this, you can edit this part out if you want, but do you remember when um Jaquan when, worked with, when Jaquan worked with us? And I remember Mike Cowan was like, Oh, have you met the new guy? I'm like, who? Um he's like Joaquin. He's like Joaquin works here. I'm like He's like, You don't know Joaquin? I'm like, Do you mean Jaquan? Oh my god, you just pulled the mic. I did, dude, I did. I did a reverse mic. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry. Well, when I was a kid, my daddy used to kick my ass. <laughs> and they're like, okay. Like, okay. Dude, they all pause and show like no sympathy. It was like she was <laughs> getting ready to come out with some personal traumatizing <laughs> experience and bleed her soul. And everyone was just like, nah, be good. No, right. yeah, we set that right down. Um, also talked about a Wendigo who hungers for human flesh. Ugh. Things. Things get heated trying to figure out who's who, and they all start pointing guns at each other. Are we in a Mexican standoff? Don't say Mexican. Ben mentions we got a suicide on our hands. You have little hands, bitch. He's got no <laughs> hands. My husband's dead. And Chachi. They decide to lock up all the guns. Uh, Pete maniacally laughing in the background about him being not being a creep. He says, I'm not a creep. I'm a werewolf. And starts and starts saying, maybe they're all werewolves. And maybe I ate my own hand. Can we talk about the fact that he pretends to eat his hand? He <laughs> actually <laughs> touches <laughs> it and goes, ow, ow. Yeah. And they're like, shut the fuck up. You didn't eat your own hand. <laughs> Sam puts the blame on Janine since her husband was in favor of the pipeline. Her husband said he left her because she let herself go. Oh, my God. Another heartfelt fence speech about being a community and hard work to be a good neighbor. Marcus and Gwen then decide to leave, along with Sam, along with Joe. Along with Joaquin, Justin. Along with Joaquin <laughs> and Justin Weathers and Devin and then Pete and Trisha. Justin will come back soon. <laughs> Sam turns into Van Helsing. With a crossbow in his trunk. Finn is woken and heads up to investigate where he gets scared from Cecily. And then Janine with Cecily says there's something in Parker's room. Cecily picks off paper off the floor, questioning Finn. Before we pan over to Justin. What is up? We pan over to Justin. It's my turn. Oh, what? Why is she not saying anything? Wait, did you just finish? I'm sorry, guys. I really had to Well, I did just finish. Oh, okay. Not, um, not in that way, though. I think he's still got a little more to read. No, okay. that's, yep, that's that's right. That's right there. This and, is then Justin, um, and then Justin. This is a great transition. This is the worst. Oh, my God. Um, all right, is it my turn? Are we in the woods with the couple? We are in the We, yep. Maybe. <laughs> Hold on, are you guys messing with me? Is it really my turn? Cecily picks a paper off the floor, questioning Finn before we pan over to Justin. <laughs> Tell us your thoughts about that set of scenes. Yeah, no, you did a great job talking about that. I a lot of definitely didn't just have to run to the bathroom real fast, so I lost track for a second. Uh, Sean, how do you think the last couple scenes went? 
All right, fine. I'll take it over. I, I've got written down. I go, they're all losing their minds, grabbing asses and making sandwiches. Yeah. Oh, and they're all packing guns. Pizza gentleman and a scholar in office to spend the night with Cecily because, you know, she doesn't have a gun, a.k.a. a man. Uh, the fact that they all blame Flint and Pete gets his touchy feely hand just bitten off fits so well with how this group's been reacting this entire time. <laughs> the slow descent into madness, their theories running wild into like a Mexican standoff, but you can't say Mexican, just say a standoff. And the fact that Finn has to throw a cup of coffee against the wall because, you know, <laughs> they decided to lock up their guns and throw away the key while being hunted by a werewolf <laughs> is just plain silly. I go, and then the group splits up again with no guns. However, guys, Finn's going to protect himself with his trusty bear spray. That's right, man. That stuff <laughs> works wonders. I, I, I love it, dude. I love it. They, uh, there's so many punchlines and stuff delivered throughout these like heated arguments, especially by so markets, that just you, you get this dready feeling, and then you get this like, you guys are all a bunch of fucking morons. What are you doing? And then Marcus chimes in, and he's like, you know, just whatever he says is is comedy gold. It's I'll so leave it at that. I, I don't want to name it, but yeah. so funny. Like I don't want to name so the one liners because you need to watch it. But yeah, you got to give it to the you got to give it to the um the screenwriters and stuff like that for this. Yeah. All right, which leads us to we got um Devin and Joaquin. They're panicking, running in the woods. Everyone is kind of doing their own thing, running now. And we see Finn and Cecily back in, in Parker's room, and they found a knife that has a diesel smell on it. And they both look the generators, and they find a map like uh, mocking all the different attacks. And then we go right back to the woods, and all of a sudden we see um, Devin bump into Trish, and he's like, "Wait, Trish." Like, what is going on? And he falls down. She grabs out a maple tap from the thing. And she grabs a maple tap and kills him. Puts it right through his neck. And, she, and she's like, I want my craft store. Like, and then all of a sudden we see Parker hunting. The whole town is like, Sean said, the descendant of madness. Everyone is, they've lost their mind now. So we got Trish killing people with maple taps. We got Parker hunting. This dude's got a crossbow. This dude's got night vision goggles. He's in there hunting like the werewolf. And Cecily and Finn now are hiding underneath the porch. And they bump into Joaquim or Jacam or whatever Waterboy called him. Joe jo Quam. Yeah, Joe jo Quam's hiding under there with him. And the three of them, and I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, I lost my husband. I, Trish has gone crazy. I think Trish did it. And they're like, where is this? They're like, oh, close to Trish's house. So they're like, let's move. So the three of them run over, run over there, and they burst through the door. And you get Marcus. <laughs> He's got Freddy Krueger hands now. He's got <laughs> just knives taped to his hands. And they're like, what the hell are you doing? And he's like slashing at him. He's like, I got knives taped to my hands. And he's like, what are you doing, Marcus? He's like, I'm going to steal. I'm going to steal everybody's shit and make it look like a werewolf did it. Blame it on the werewolf. And he's like, I'm the werewolf, bitch. And he's like, got like a bag of pills, too. Yeah. This dude has lost his mind. He's slashing at him. He slashes Finn's shirt. And, and, and then he runs out and he's like, I'm the werewolf, bitch. And he runs outside and he starts to howl as he howls. A truck, Gwen comes flying in and runs him over by accident and is like, get in. And before you can even process all this, all of a sudden her head gets blown off by this Trish. Trish shoots her, shoots her head off and yells, homewrecker. And then it pans over to the three of them. Oh, my God. Uh, Finn, Cecily, and Joaquin. And, like, just the deadpan look of just, like, what the hell has happened. I think Cecily even says this town's like, completely lost it, like 
just so much of process right there. So then as they leave, like Trish, Trisha corners them. And then all of a sudden she sees Peter's dead and she starts losing her mind. And she's like, oh my God, you you killed Peter. And Joaquin quick thinking grabs the fire um, poker, smashes her in the, in the head. She falls, her head goes into the fireplace. So she's burned, she's on fire. We got complete chaos. There's so many kills all of a sudden going on. Then the three of them run, they outside, they outside. And um, actually, Finn steps on Marcus. He's like, oh, sorry, Marcus, as he's dead. And then they see Parker over there, and Parker is, like, ready to kill them. And they're like, oh, my God, we got to get going. And I'm pretty sure Finn once again says something about, like, oh, I wish we had, like, snowshoes. This dude talks about snowshoes. like Yeah, because you hear Cecily in the background go, man, he really loves snowshoes. Yeah, and that's the best. Like this guy is not well, talking about Well, it's the snowshoes. oldest and most effective way to travel in snow and or on top of ice. Right, like just another like stupid and funny like one liner, and then all of a sudden Joaquin like Joaquin loses it. He grabs Cecily and he's like, he puts the gun to her. He's like, she's the werewolf. She's the werewolf. She's the seventh born and the the seventh born. We have to kill her. We have to kill her. And Finn's trying to talk him down. Like, all right, calm down, calm down. Like, this is not how it works. This is she's not really the werewolf. And then out of nowhere, all of a sudden you get an arrow, boom, right through Joaquin's stomach. You see Parker shooting the crossbow. So we got Joaquin going down. Parker grabs Cecily and he's says, uh, he found the knife in Finn's room. And he's telling him how Finn's the will wolf, like you, you just got here and all this stuff happened. All of a sudden you take charge. And Finn's like, I found the the knife in your your room. Like, what the heck are you talking about? And Cecily hits Parker, and then Finn jumps on top of Parker. Parker has a little knife up his sleeve, stabs Finn. But luckily, Finn's got his crazy uh, bear spray, so he uh, sprays him in the face with that. And then all of a sudden, Joaquin yells, hey! And he shoots, what is that, like the pipeline? He he shoots the, the pipeline. The, the dong uh, pipe. The, yeah, the thing yeah. that looks like the wang. The big, the, big, the big duck. Yeah, and he shoots that, so we get a giant explosion. And luckily, none of them are hurt except for the people you want to get hurt. It was a very well, t- great explosion. That it, it, they, it, it's, it's crazy. Like, they are so lucky that his jacket wasn't even singed. Yeah, it literally him. only hurt like Parker. So it's that was flame retardant. I, I read a lot of people were pissed off about that little scene, and they were saying like how it should have killed everyone. Yeah, it's two propane tanks that have been constantly burning. It's not directed to a pipeline. It's not connected to anything. It's just two propane tanks. Yeah. I'd imagine where this is the dead of night, they're probably almost empty. So that explosion you see in the distance. Because it's a mountain town, no lights, no nothing around. It looks a lot bigger than it actually was. So I kind of find it believable that if you're far enough away, you you didn't get anything but shrapnel around you. You see yeah. what I'm saying? I kind of see what you're saying, but wasn't he like right next to Parker? Like, weren't they like right next to each other? So shouldn't they all? Got... And honestly, I mean, I didn't care that much anyway, because this movie is just so ridiculous. Like, I wasn't like trying to like take it too serious. But I do know what you're saying. Did you freeze? Yeah. My back. <laughs> all right. Anyway, yeah, you're back. I didn't know if you froze or not. Yeah. All right. But anyway, yeah. So Cecily, um, so Finn got stabbed in the stomach by him. So Cecily brings him back to the police and she's going to take care of him. And she's talking to him on the couch and she's like, all right, well, I'll be right back. I'm going to go uh, get some stuff and check to see if the phones work. Why Finn's waiting. He decides to walk around and he looks in the back room. And it starts to get a little weird. All of a sudden, we see um, a parcel that she uh, never delivered that uh, 
that was the one that what Gwen was waiting for, right? The fuel injector. And he sees that and he's like, oh, it's kind of weird. And all of a sudden we see a postal badge that's not Cecily's. Um says David something, and it's the guy who was killed earlier in the movies, and there is a ton of parcels that just have not been delivered. And he's like, oh my god. And he walks he walks out, and all of a sudden he sees her, and he just looks at her. He's like, it's you, isn't it? It's you. And then he asks, my favorite line of the whole entire movie. Like, I loved it so much. He's just, like, he just realizes, like, oh my god, like, could it be her? He's like, were you even in a punk band? Like, out of all the things to say, like, were you even in a punk band? And she's like, yeah, but we, we didn't break up. And he's like, yeah. You, you ate him? It. Yeah, he's like, you ate him. And she's like, yeah, I ate him. And just so incredible. She's like, ah, I know. Werewolf surreal. Like, it's just such an even an awkward, funny scene of her explaining, like, holy crap, like, she's the werewolf. And as she is, she actually starts to howl. And then she explains how she did everything, how she killed the postal worker, how she ate Trish's dog, how she ate Pete's hand, because how Sean talked about earlier, how he touched her and she did not like that. And she said this was the perfect town because of like the pipeline drama. All she had to do is plant some different evidence, how she planted the dog leash in um, that crazy guy's house. She said she had to spread a few rumors and the town kind of just took care of themselves. And then the snowstorm and the roadblock block was just a chef's kiss because you couldn't even plan that exactly. That was just icing on top. And she says she's got food on ice now till spring. And she's like, you know, and, you know, I'm still going to eat them later. And she's like, you kind of like screwed up my whole entire plan because you're too effing nice. Like, what is wrong with you? You're like, you're too nice. And then Sean, and he does this just incredible speech, which I just love so much. Oh, he says, it's fucking okay to be nice. And then he even catches himself. He's like, ah, oh, it's effing okay to be nice. He's like, how's that for your kumbaya bullshit? Just what do you guys think about that? Before I oh, that, oh, my gosh. Loved that, it. This uh, is where I realized that, you know, Finn is 100% Justin in this movie. Right? Just try to be nice at work all day long, and just people just get I just get shit all over and just made fun of when everyone else. Yeah, because you've had this exact conversation multiple like, times when you like oh. you'll mess up or you'll do something like a little goofy and people jump all over you, and you're like, sorry for trying to spread positivity, right? Sorry for trying to make your day better. I hope you have the best day ever. But hey, it's okay. I won't get mad at you for continually to make fun of me because I tripped over my feet in the pit. All right. Instead of asking him if I'm, uh, if I'm okay, you're just going to laugh at me while I bleed from my nose. But you know what? Guess what? I'm a good guy. So how's your day going? Dude, like 100%. 100%. 100% is what I always say. But I thought, I'm like, this literally is like how I talk. And I've never even seen this movie. Like, I was just being myself. And this guy just, he really is me. Absolutely loved it. And then Finn <laughs> is Justin's brother from another. I love mother. Finn. I love Finn. So much, how much I love this character. He, does, this he does guy, play it perfectly. This guy made the movie. I absolutely love him. And then we go right back all of a sudden. We get a badass transformation. You're seeing her just awesome transformation. And she looks up and you see her as a wolf. And it is stopped instantly with a shovel to the head. Emerson Flint right back there. Hits him, hits her in the head. But then all of a sudden he gets bitten and he gets absolutely chucked. And we see Finn hiding, and this just gets incredible. He throws something. It smashes the jukebox. Ace of Base goes back on. <laughs> I saw the sun. All, like, the disco lights that's going on. And you see him step out in, like, full badass mode with the axes from the axe phone thing. And he is just launching the axes at her. 
and he misses like all of them. <laughs> and he's like, oh, <laughs> no, shit. no, he gets one and gets thoroughly excited. Like it hits the wall and he goes, Oh, yeah. Hey, and, it, and it's hey. the dartboard. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, right. He nails the dartboard. Hey. And then all of a sudden, like he realized after he misses the next one and she turns around, he's like, Oh, shit. And she jumps in. She is on top of him. She is growling at him. She is about to bite him. And he grabs something. I'm not, dude, was this what he grabs? Was that a wooden, was that a snowshoe? What was yes, that he grabbed? That, that was that a snowshoe. Snow it was a broken snowshoe. Yeah, he grabs that a broken a, snowshoe yeah. that's got like a point like you see in like Buffy or something. And he jabs it into her neck. And she dies and he and she falls off him. And the best thing, even this guy is so freaking funny. As he just kills her, he literally yells, he goes, ah! Then he just yells, what? What? Like out of all the things, like, I don't okay. know. I, I just like, I burst out laughing. Like just... There's a lot to process right there. And then all of a sudden we see um, Emerson is alive, Flint's alive, and they turn around and he's like, they're having a quick little moment talking about how the Mr. Rogers speech was really, really good and it made him come back. And in the background, we see her moving up. She's slowly getting up. And then they're like, you think Janine's alive? Like, you know what? She could like make us a sandwich. And all of a sudden, <laughs> Cecily the werewolf jumps out from the back, flying at them. And all of a sudden, she is blasted flying backwards we see janine at the door with the shotgun and she's like make your own damn sandwich the end let's go oh my gosh <laughs> mike drop and a half from janine she has been the most vulnerable character throughout this entire movie but she comes in clutch with the last 17 seconds oh. <laughs> right. turns right into a badass I know I forgot about her on Mike because she was off screen for so long and then all of a sudden they mention her and she's right there Mike Waterboy, what boy what are your uh, what are your closing thoughts on the set of scenes <laughs> the the <laughs> final fight when he's when, there was so many lights there was so dude the disco lights <laughs> it was oh incredible <laughs> they're like we need a werewolf fighting scene to ace a base like who even picks that song like it, so that, it's so awesome that scene was so like finn make finn makes this movie honestly he, he, that oh, that actor yes. he, he if without him i mean honestly the comedy in this movie was great but I think without him, I mean, he he made the movie. He really did. And it, oh, hands down, he him and Cecily it. without those two, those I don't so think good. this movie yeah. has any traction at all. Their, their awkward chemistry, 100%. their awkward chemistry was just so great. Like the little stupid one-liners, like what like said so deadpan and stuff. It was, it was so I love them too. Love it. Yeah, uh, it it was amazing, especially the final fight scene. Um, I was I was hoping for something like that, and I I got what I got what I wanted. I did. Nice, nice. All right, I'm gonna give uh my final thoughts on the scenes, and then my rating. Is that okay with you guys? Yeah, do that, and then we'll kick some do some ratings. All right, I got uh Trish sticking Devin with the syrup thing was awesome, and her punchline right. where the sweet stuff comes out. I want my craft store. Oh Maybe my favorite line in this entire. <laughs> The fact I that Marcus my... has Fre- the fact that Marcus has Freddy Krueger hands, <laughs> I just I absolutely love it. Maybe I'm the werewolf. Maybe I'm the werewolf. Maybe, maybe you're the werewolf. Maybe, maybe you became the werewolf. Was there a werewolf? Was there a part time motherfucker werewolf? Weren't you a werewolf? I'm a full time werewolf, bitch. You bitches can't even catch a cold. And then he runs out of the house and immediately gets run over gets, by gets Gwen. Over. And then when Gwen yells at him to stop being stupid and get in the truck. She gets her fucking brains blown up by Trish. 
I go, oh my god, I love this movie. And then they call Trish Michael Myers because she drops the word. Oh, she she teleports again, guys. She's yeah. at the front door. They run to the back, and she's at the back door. And you hear, who's it, Joaquin go, Joaquin. is she Michael Myers? Cool. And they shut the, uh, uh, just so good. And then she drops the phrase, Shinola. And this just struck a nerve with me and brought up some memories. Because I don't know if you guys remember uh, the movie It, like the original one. Uh, if you listen or read the book or anything like that, in the opening scenes with like Georgie and all them, they drop the phrase shit and Shinola. Like it, it like, like it's just common folk. Like I've never heard it anywhere else. Hmm. I've only heard that phrase in that book. Wow. Shit and Shinola. And uh I go after that whole showdown and the explosion in town and Cecily coming clean after Finn finds out she's the werewolf. I love her explanation literally on everything. And she's gonna eat them later. And the chef's kiss part when the execution and Finn channeling his inner Justin. It's fucking okay to be nice. Excuse me. It's effing okay to be nice. The transformation was on point as well. When she turns into the werewolf, the final showdown was way too on point. I thought Flint showing up at the end. I thought he was just going to burst in and handle business, but taking him out ASAP and leaving Finn to duke it out was a very nice touch. It was, it was well executed. Um, and then them joking about Janine making them a sandwich, but she shows up to save the day and tells them to make their own damn sandwich was perfect. Like so I said, when you finished this, Justin, mic drop and a half. So good. I give this movie an eight out of 10, a solid eight out of 10. The soundtrack choice was on point for the whole movie. It was so well. The choice of characters was so fitting for the storyline. Uh, we live in mass. I've got a ton of family up north. And the further you go, you start finding these small towns filled with people like this. They're, they're the fake, nice, nice neighborly, you know, people who would stab you in the back just because they're bored and <laughs> want to fill the town with some gossip. Uh, the witty one liner scattered throughout the movie, like we keep saying, is perfect. Um, the werewolf, the werewolf was a great touch. It explains so much at how she can transform, kill, and immediately come back, and no one notices a thing. And it shows that she can stay undetected because she doesn't have to rip through her clothes. She's not this massive hulking werewolf that, you know, fully transforms. She's more of like a teen wolf where she's stealthy. She's <laughs> slender. Uh, yeah, That makes sense, right? No, it does. It does. Yeah. And after watching this a few times, this has now become one of my must watch werewolf movies. It's not pure gore and carnage. But it's witty, it's fun, it's got a great body count and a very like murder mystery feel. Yeah, Lo- love this movie. I highly recommend it to anyone looking for a werewolf movie that's not just pure gore and gothic. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Very well, very well. What a boy. What do you rate it? Um, so I'm gonna rate this a seven point five, and I will because it's got great lights and sounds. It, it, it has a <laughs> lot of that, dude. The the disco lights. Stuff. Jeff's kiss, honestly. The- um, overall, it was a really good movie. Um, definitely worth watch for anybody who's into the werewolf genre. Um, although there is a lot of fluff, like it is a mystery movie, so you're not going to see too much like crazy carnage, but it is a hilarious fucking ride all the way up to the end, and including the final fight scene. Definitely worth a watch. I mean, I, I wasn't sure how I was going to rate this. I even changed my rating like three separate times. Um, 
totally like the last 10 minutes of the movie i i wish there was like more where more werewolf like instead of that. just like within the last 10 minutes of the movie right but um overall great transformation you know the the, the makeup i mean it looked pretty much like teen, like teen wolf and um i it's well, i give it a 7.5 definitely worth the watch nice all right justin, so, um, justin? yeah all right so 7.7 we're not starting hold on hold on let me just first try? For a second hold on let me see first try ah oh, you're not gonna be able to see it i can't even i'm not hold on. shut off the light real quick oh do you see it 7.7 right 7. 7. yeah 7. let's go bro we are not oh my god people did we just become even... best friends Guys, he he did this a couple movies ago in season one, if you know, and he I don't even know that, what that's I, like that's like a sign of being soulmates, dude. No, this is like I think <laughs> Big oh, Spoon, right. Big Spoon. Yes, yeah, so I have a good explanation. All right. So anyway, so I so I give it a 7.7. I don't know how the hell Sean just did that. And I like this movie because it felt like a Scooby-Doo, like whodunit werewolf mystery thing. And all of it, I mean. I would have liked more werewolf, uh, but it was just fun. I took it as it is. This is like a goofy, like, yeah, it's not like a scary, crazy werewolf movie, which I still think this could have been a more werewolf, but it's just so much fun with the the town people are ridiculous. The characters are hilarious. I love like the whodunit feel and everything, trying to guess like who the werewolf is. Um, and like I said, the last 10 minutes was just so awesome. So 7.7. And also, I'm going to jump right into a Halloween reference, which I'm kind of pissed because it was a wicked easy one. I forgot about Very easy. Oh my Sean gosh. even said it. So I didn't even need my other one. Wow, I'm sweating. That was, that was yours? Yeah, well, I didn't even – I forgot. Like, he literally name drops. They say, what are you, Michael Myers, to Trish? I thought of that after I got mine. I'm like, oh, my God. It's the most easiest. I didn't even need to do any more research. But you know what? I'm really freaking good at what I do, and we're going to take this into season two doing this. So um, Janine's husband – uh, Dave Sherman, who was murdered, that uh, we see like escaping the town. We barely even see him. He's the guy that they found the dead body. Um, that he, I feel he, like he's he works. He's a cop in one of the movies. Well, he's not a cop, but he actually did um, stunts in Halloween. He's a stuntman and also actor, and he did stunts in Halloween Kills. So we have a direct reference there. But on top of that, they said huh. Michael Myers in the movie. So I guess that's Perfect. all I got. And I'm still freaking out on guess 7.7. That is, I don't even know That's how. That's a great how. way to kick off season two. How? Damn good show. Oh, all right. Anyone else got anything? Else? Oh, anyone got any fun facts before we tell them what to do next? What we were watching next? I've got a couple. You guys get anything? I uh, So I actually didn't. I got one, but I'm guessing a lot of people know this, and I just somehow didn't because I knew nothing about this movie. Is This was based off a video game? Yeah. Like, that's, that's, I what, did I, not, that's what I saw in it. I did not know that, so I just wrote that down because I thought that was crazy, and uh, that's kind of that's all I got. I don't know if they're really like fun facts because there really wasn't a lot on this movie when I was trying to like dig through stuff. But I have at one point Harvey claims that in Argentina the seventh son is killed because that child is a werewolf. Cecily admits earlier that she is the youngest of seven children. I so heard that's that. A little, she yeah. says that. Yeah. That's a little hint throughout the movie. Uh, principal photography began in February of 2020, a month before the pandemic hit, uh, giving this film a very limited rele- uh, release before going to DVD and streaming, netting only $992,000. Oh, wow. I think it was, o- it was only out for like three days or something. Yeah. Um, after the opening attack, a little title card displays 29.5 days later. An attack, an attack occurs that night, exactly 30 days after the previous attack. 
werewolves attack on a full moon which is on a 28 day cycle, cycle. the title card should have read 27.5 days later the single flaw in an otherwise perfectly plausible film <laughs> and that's all i got it there we go I've all got, right uh, so next week all right next week we're gonna completely ignore Waterboy. <laughs> did you say it, you got something no who no who's no, right, so, so oh sean so oh. near the near the I, end of, do it do it so at the end of the so at the end of the film parker uses a hidden blade uh mounted on his wrist and uh if you guys do play games this weapon appears in several of the assassin's creed games which was from the film source from ubisoft who was part of the game who made this so there you go. Cool. There we go. Ubisoft is huge, dude. All right. So next week, it's my movie. I'm not going to tell you guys the movie because you got to follow us on TikTok. I'm going to drop a video at some point, either today or tomorrow, letting you guys know what we're watching next week. And if you want to like, share, comment, tell us about, you know, the movie, what you thought about it, anything like that, maybe you'll make it on the podcast. Let's read some comments, boys. Let's get Let's it. go. Follow us Woo! everywhere. Until next Every, week. Everywhere. All right. I'm Hacky. That's Stabby. Just Justin. Nope. Maybe maybe one day he'll be slashy. Just Justin. And remember, it's okay to be nice. To be nice. I met him. Fifteen years ago, I, I was told there was nothing left. No reason, no uh, conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, of good or evil, right or wrong. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. This place is evil. Sometimes that is better. Two of my men pulled you out of the lake. We thought you were dead too. Do you remember very much? Boy. Is he dead too? Who? The boy, Jason. Who the fuck is time, bitch? <laughs>